and welcome to sex time. Welcome to sex time. Welcome to sex time. Welcome to sex time. I'm Badger and I spoke last. I'm Kelly and I'm speaking right now. <laughs> Hi. Hello. So you... it's been a little while since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. We had to keep postponing because, uh, shocker, we have lives. Yes. So busy lives. Yours is much busier. Yeah. I'm like the second busiest person I know, and I hate it. Wow. Who's busier than you? Uh, I think Kate is probably busier than me. Jeez. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Anyway, we're here now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sitting with a cat on my lap who's pretty happy about this whole situation. You are um, doing us a solid and recording from a video. I'm actually walking around the neighborhood. Oh, it's well, it's nice out. I was uh, worried that there might be some like background noise issues. So if you hear any dogs barking or anything, that's why. Yep. Then you can be like, Kelly, how did a dog get in your house? Yeah, because that is never going to happen. <laughs> I'm mad so allergic. I, I watched these episodes actually a while ago. And I watched them last Thursday because we were initially going to record then, but we had postponed. So they're not super fresh in my mind, but um, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, it's pretty low stakes overall, just this whole thing, this whole podcast. Yeah, there's literally nothing at stake. I mean, as long as Emily gets her shout out, I think everybody who listens is happy. Do we want to do shout outs now or do we want to wait? Uh, let's do shout outs now. We waited last time. Okay, so of course, Emily. Yep, shout out to Emily. Definitely. Um, on my side of the shout outs, I, well, I mean, I feel like everybody in on this is either a friend of just you or a friend of both of us. And so you kind of like own all the relationships. I don't think I have anybody I'm aware of who's exclusively my friend who's listening. No, and I don't listen to our podcast, so I don't even count. Mm, no, I do have friends. Uh, <laughs> well, we can both give a shout out to Lisa. Yeah, and Will. And shout out to Kate, who is still listening to us in her car on her tiny speaker. And you um, recently found another friend is listening as well. Yes. um, Taylor is listening. So shout out to Taylor. He's a couple episodes behind. So it might be a month before he hears his shout out. How long does it take him to listen to these? I don't know. I don't know his life. He's more Jordan's friend. Hmm. See, I'm not. Jordan doesn't even listen to this podcast. So I don't know how Taylor picked it up. I think probably through Twitter. Maybe. Does this mean we can talk shit about Jordan? Um, I mean, I, I can't stop us, I guess. I don't know. Do you want to relay some of Jordan's antics from going out to watch uh, uh, Infinity War or whatever it's called? Well, I don't want to give any Infinity War spoilers away. And I would, but I, I'm not sure that it really ties into any of the episodes that we saw. Just let's suffice it to say that Jordan is a um, an amusing drunk, and that at some point we may share an antidote, an- anecdote. Whoa, Kelly! I wish anecdote. we could share an antidote. 
Oh, speaking of how bad I am, do you want to add anything to Kelly's contradiction corner? Um, I can't think of anything specific, like, off the top of my head. And I'm still kind of in wake-up mode. So if I think of anything, I will mention it. Did you... I've got something from me, actually. So Kelly and I were at a an artistic film festival kind of showcase for some students last night. And in all of the films, the characters who were shown, like, waking up or laying down, all of their beds were just futons on the floor. No, that wasn't entirely true. They were, like, mattresses with pillows, and some of them had bed frames. Yeah. None, none of them had headboard no and kelly pointed that out and i turned and said very confidently that i don't have a headboard either but i definitely have baseboards by which i meant a box spring yeah i was wondering what you meant by that but i knew that that wasn't it and i also have already been right once this week and i figured that was enough um so i just left it yeah once yeah Anyway, you have a box spring, which until recently I had as well, but I had my headboard propped behind my bed because my bed frame was an antique and it like fully, fully fell apart and I repaired it twice and it's, it's just not, it's bad. It's just over a hundred years old. So I got a new bed frame that has that built-in headboard and I feel, um, compared to all of the subjects of the films last night, I feel like a grown ass person now. So it's pretty validating. Well, they were a bunch of 19-year-olds. Yeah. So, of course, I, you should hopefully feel grown up compared to them by now. Do you really think that I am that much more stable in my life than the average 19-year-old? You own a condominium. That's true. That's like a 60-year-old thing. Yeah. I don't even own a condominium or anything. You own some things. I own my car. Yeah, see, we got to figure it out. Sure. Okay, well, I um, I think that we need to make a decision about if Kelly's Contradiction Corner has to be a dedicated segment, and if you don't bring up things, then you can't bring them up at all, or if we're just going to let you pepper those things throughout when they come up. Well, what would you prefer? Because this is this is this is me pointing out, like, your various hypocrisies throughout the day so do you want that all at once or should it should it tie into the subject if it's applicable so I already tell you enough in real life save it for the podcast so I don't think I should be telling you during the podcast to save it for your segment because then I'm just really constraining the conversation so you can bring it up whenever you want to okay okay glad we came to that agreement (laughs) Um, I guess I should start writing them down because sometimes you do contradict yourself so much and in the moment, like I'm so busy and so frazzled, I, I just cannot dedicate any mental space to like fracking the, the contradiction there. Sometimes I think I, sometimes I think I do it just to make all of that worse. <laughs> I believe that. I think you take a lot of pride in being, like, that friend. Yeah. Okay. I think you're very, you make yourself insufferable, and then you're unapologetic. So, in that way, it's not a contradiction. You know what you're doing, and you do it, and you commit to it. 
so back when I was in college, um, somebody pointed out to me that I was the person who was making my life so hard. <laughs> um, and while I have not uh, eliminated that from all aspects of my life, it is often very true. Yeah. And I've it been is. Working- and <laughs> I have noticed, I've thought about asking you to do this. I might as well ask you to do it now. Whenever you're very unhappy about something, I would like you to write it down and later think about, is that something that you are doing that you have any control over that really affects your life? Or is that just something that somebody else is doing and you don't like it? So you take it personally and internalize it and suddenly it's your problem. Wow. This is going to be, this is going to be some hard, like realizations, isn't it? I, I just want you to go to therapy. Oh, and yeah. I've asked you for so long to go to a talk therapist to talk to you. Yes, I was focusing on getting a doctor's appointment, which keeps getting moved around for um, getting my thyroid tested. I keep getting an appointment scheduled and they tell me, oh, we can't do that kind of thing at that time. And then I missed an email because I was out of town. So I've got the doctor thing on lock and then I'll focus on that next I promise you mm-hmm. you have it in recording now that's true so do your worst do your worst. I just want you to get therapy I mean for my good as well as yours to be honest this yeah. is this is my life <laughs> I'm really not that bad I'm really I'm not that bad you're a big part of my life and I need you to get therapy okay Wow, I'm feeling a little attacked right now. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, sex in the city. All right, so this episode, from what I remember, it's called the the monogamous. Yes. Um, so it is about monogamy. I really am only recalling the subplot right now, where Charlotte doesn't want to do blowjobs. Okay. Do you want to talk about that first? Because that is. Um, I think that's a worthwhile discussion because unlike all of the other subplots, it has basically nothing to do with the main thesis until at the end, the guy is like, well, if you're not going to do it and you want to be together, I'm going to go get it elsewhere. Yeah. And that's not how I would have led that discussion, but I don't think that man is really out of line. Um, So he's just being, he's being honest about what he wants. Yeah, that's something that he needs from a, an intimate relationship. But he also expresses that that's what he wants by physically moving her head towards his crotch. Yes, and that was very bad. That is not good. And she no. was obviously uncomfortable with it and resisting it. And he repeated the action. Mm-hmm. So there is such a thing as indicating non-verbally that you're not consenting to something. Yes. So that is, once again... I think we have evolved our definition of consent and we can better establish when we know consent is not in place. I don't know, you know, I was not 30 something years old in 1998, so I can't really say how I would have viewed things then, all things being equal. But I I feel like that probably wasn't cool then either, maybe. No, of course not. And I think most women will have had that experience where somebody is like physically pushing on your head and it's really uncomfortable and I think uh, you know until we have these 
these better discussions about consent. Um, I think that's kind of a, a common and somewhat expected thing. So in all of that aside, the ultimate discussion they have at the end comes to the crux of if you are in a relationship with somebody and all other things are how they how you'd like them to be, is it reasonable to give up one want in order to have all of the other things? Because I feel like people do make compromises on, you know, who their perfect quote unquote partner is all the time. And, you know, would it have been reasonable for him to just live without that if all of the other things were there that he was looking for? Yeah. And that's up to to him. I think that's up to whoever has the, the demand that's not being met in a relationship. And I think it's also reasonable to say that this is, this is a, you know, it could be like, you know, a kink, like getting your balls stepped on or something that your partner is just not really comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. Can it's is it reasonable to ask? Can I go get this need met elsewhere uh, with your knowing consent, or without your knowing but with your consent? However, a couple wants to work that out. So Charlotte, as we know, China patterns were a deal breaker for her earlier. So it's a little hypocritical of her to be like, "Oh, this is this is your deal breaker thing." And it's like kind of a big thing, whereas she was like, our styles differ. Therefore, this has to end. And that's really such a minor thing. Um, yeah, Charlotte really sets herself up for failure because what she wants is, you know, the the like married with two kids and a cat or something. But she she says that this impossible standard, as far as I can tell from having watched this show for all of several weeks she uh, so yes all of the women in this show are frustrating in their own ways i find her to sometimes be one of the most frustrating and she does she does grow but we'll 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 know when we when we see it (laughs) um i also feel like what is a deal breaker for a man in general is probably a much lower bar than what is a deal breaker for a woman just because culturally speaking women are just expected to put up with so much more um on the compromise level i don't know how 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 do you view that sort of thing absent the 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 show itself how do you feel about that kind of like in america like oh yeah that women are are trained to to be silent and passive and apologetic from an early age yeah absolutely yeah so i feel like women have uh, uh, they take a lot more shit before they finally put their foot down. If they ever put their foot down, yeah. So I don't, I don't like that. No, but- and there was a, there was something really problematic when the women were talking about it, kind of towards the beginning of the episode when Charlotte brought it up as, oh, this is a thing that I'm, I'm currently dealing with in my romantic relationship. She talks about, um. Like having her head forced down or having the guy just blow it in her mouth or something. Mm-hmm. And Carrie or the one with bangs like dismisses it as, oh, well, that's just bad manners. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Samantha when they were talking about how 
and sometimes a man is insulted if you don't swallow and then I think she said sometimes they don't give you a choice that's right yeah that like, um that is not cool no that's uh like orders of magnitude beyond bad manners yep and that's just the I guess the show was in this zeitgeist where these were liberated women who were also feeding into the patriarchy that continued to oppress them and they also brought up a discussion which is very pertinent right now if you've been on twitter to um the reciprocity of performing these acts on a partner and they said they only do it in order to you know set up the circumstances to receive yeah this is about that dj fellow yes and he, he expects it, but he won't do it for his partner. Mm-hmm. Because the rules for men are different. Yeah. I'm a little shocked and upset that this show is still so relevant. Well, because <laughs> Or that it's, it's so, like so popping up with relevancy compared to what continues to happen. Well, I think that's just because they talk about uh, things that are kind of... Ooh, I heard a crow or something. Uh-huh. That was a crow. I, I'm getting better at identifying bird calls. <laughs> um, they're talking about things that are scandalous or whatever. And those are things that are always kind of going to be things that captivate our attention, regardless of what year we're in. Um, but it is kind of weird that it's always happening kind of like the same week that we're talking about it. Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're witches. I mean, we are. Well, yes. But um, I hadn't meant to really put any energy towards this. Yeah, my entire witchery is trying to A, get the Timbers wins, which is working lately, um, B, to get the entire administration in prison. And that's, you know, slowly happening. And I feel like we're heading in the right direction. I just use mine to like size people up and then probably hate them. Well, I don't think you'd need to be a witch to do that, though. No, I have made some people and things that were bothering me go away. Excellent. Um, so let's, let's address the actual, like, A plot of this episode in uh, that Carrie and Big are heating up in their relationship, but they never had the talk about becoming exclusive. And then she finds out that they're not exclusive and she gets irritated by that and about finding out that Big has had partners before, <laughs> like a lot of them. Um, which glass houses carry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is, I think, entirely Carrie being unreasonable. Entirely. Because if they have not established the terms, there are no terms that he's violating, for one. Two, we should not be um, demonizing or judging people for the number of partners that they've had before we are in relationships with people. Right. Because that's, that's not reasonable. No. And she is also somebody who has had many partners. And if she was like, we've seen in several uh, different episodes where if she walked into a party with a guy that she'd had hookups with, he may walk up to her and just straight up kiss her like that woman did to big. Mm-hmm. So she's entirely, in a similar circumstance pre this relationship that he has been in. Um, and somehow she's very frustrated that he's had that situation in his life, but doesn't seem to 
understand that like it's basically the male version of what she's been doing yes and neither of them are wrong for having done that but she is frustrated by it because she's jealous and she's largely jealous because she is very much like in her own head about this like oh this guy is so great and he's the best and i've never felt like this well you maybe should have talked to him about exclusivity right I feel like this is going to be a theme um, of Carrie harboring a frustration against a partner and not making it known to the partner, um, bringing it up to her friends and they all kind of commiserate, but she never really addresses it with the person who's the cornerstone of the issue. And then she can be mad at them for not doing the thing that she wants, but she never expresses what she wants. Mm -hmm. She's very like passive with them until she has like, a confrontation in their face yeah and i'm wondering you know is that part of the overarching what society teaches women to just like be passive and deal with it and sometimes in uh domestic violence abusive relationships one of the things that the abuser will say is like oh you're there's no one else who's strong enough to to be with me and you're so strong for for dealing with this and there's a sense of shame even in uh, leaving a, an abusive relationship that you're the one who failed because you weren't strong enough to just sit there and deal with it. So these, these folks are frustrating. Yes, everything's frustrating. This is a bad show. Um, and I'm not angry about it anymore because I, I'm so tired. And my body hurts. <laughs> I've had a lot of trauma, like secondary trauma in the last month. But once this uh, class that I'm taking is over and I get that part of my life back, I, I think my anger buttons will come back online with this show. Cool. Do we want to talk at all about the um, Miranda or Samantha plots in this episode? So Samantha got some thing and Miranda something else happened with her so Samantha is shopping for a new apartment she works with one broker and that broker says please don't see any other brokers but Samantha's like yeah absolutely you're the only broker for me but she's also actually doing business with a male broker who she's also hooking up with Um, and she gets caught by the broker who had asked her not to do that Um, and it's really kind of non-consequential um, the other one I think is a little more weird in that you remember Skipper, the man who you're certain is going to become a mass shooter. I am after this episode, I'm more certain than ever. So he and Miranda had broken it off. Carrie and Miranda are out for dinner and they're dining outside and Skipper is there inexplicably with his new girl who is a writer or publisher or something with Vogue. And I'm like, there is no universe in which this guy gets this girl. That, yeah, because what is his job? That car agrees with me. He, um, he is like a website developer. Yeah, so like what social circle did they meet in? Because this is very much predates like Tinder. Right. So um, Miranda is like, oh, Skipper looks so good. Uh, I am like super... I may be having some regrets about breaking things off with him. Um, And so 
she ends up calling Skipper to be like, hey, it was nice seeing you. I want to hang out sometime while the Skipper. So it's an answering machine, which is like, this tells you the absurdity of this plot line because it will never happen in real life now. Um, Skipper is with his lady friend. With her in the biblical sense, his penis is inside of her. While a new um, friend, while the answering machine is uh, recording Miranda's laments about, you know, we don't see each other, blah blah blah. So he picks up the phone mid mid coitus to talk to Miranda, and then he breaks up with the girl he's with because he's still in love with Miranda, and she called him. He breaks up with this girl during the act I'm petting a dog you're petting a dog yeah her name's Poppy oh my gosh Badger while Badger's uh, petting this dog I'll just talk about Badger and animals really quickly so when dogs see Badger they will like yank on their leashes to go and be pet by Badger and they see each other and they have this eye contact connection and um, they if they cannot they like yearn to be friends with Badger and um, occasionally she gets to meet one up close and pet them and then they're friends for life mm-hmm. yeah some dogs will if if they see me and we have that moment and they're walking with someone they will sit and not walk anymore them because animals know. Mm-hmm. They know. I took a and picture of the dog to share on Twitter. <laughs> okay. When I post this episode, I can post it with that picture. Okay. So just send it to me. Um, anyway. Uh, so Skipper and Miranda hook up and um, are having like after low talk. And um, he's like, I broke up with that girl when you called. And she was like, you didn't need to do that. We can just be like casual and we can still see other people too. And he's like, no, that's unacceptable. I'm freaking out right now. Um, but they had never talked about terms at all. And he broke up with that girl without, you know, talking to anybody really. He made that decision incredibly impulsively. Um, anyway, they're both, they're both their worst enemies. Yeah, everybody's their worst enemy on this show. And frankly, I'm bored talking about it. Let's talk about Adventure Time. Before we do, really quickly, is there anybody on this show that you even have a possibility of liking? Is there anyone you like or could like? Um, I like how Cynthia Nixon dresses. And I, yeah, I mean, I like wearing suit jackets. I don't know. She's just, she dresses like in a very boxy way. Like, I feel like there's a way to pull that off in a way that's more flattering than she does. Yeah, like Kate Blanchett when she wears a suit. Cat noise. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot better. Uh, Janelle Monet. Yeah, so I guess I like, I like some aspects of the suits that Miranda wears. Cool. We should talk more about the fashion at some point. I want to get your read on it, but let's not do that today. Yeah, you know that's a bad idea. Yeah, I am the closed person in this in this relationship. Yep. Let's talk about Adventure Time. Let's. Okay. So the first episode that we are talking about is City of Thieves. Yes. And this is where I think you finally you get your wish. 
where things don't really work out as as Finn wants them to, as they ideally should. So they um, they uh, are warned, Finn and Jake, not to go into the city by like this hag who stands outside the city that it is a city of thieves and it's a bad idea to go in there. But there's this little girl who's crying outside because her flower baskets were stolen. Yes. And so Finn, because he's a pure-hearted hero, knows that he can go into the city of thieves and not become a thief and get this little girl's flower basket back. So So they go in with Jake. So he is justice-minded. And he is going to do the right thing, regardless of being warned otherwise. So in, yeah. this, in this city, we find like the weirdest economy ever, wherein people just steal from each other repeatedly and constantly and a never-ending cycle of theft. Yeah, the flow of goods is so fast and rapid. You just don't know how anybody's eating or spending any money. They're thieving and then running away with their goods and then their things are stolen from them and then they are sad. And it's like, you're really windy right now, by the way. I'm getting a lot of wind from you. Yeah, I'm trying to fix it. Okay. Um, And also, there is a store that is there that sells boots and stuff. And I'm wondering how that model works. The, Boots and flower baskets. Because the guy who is operating it is asleep. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like the only vibrant, colorful thing in this entire drab, sad city. Setting up a store there seems like a bad idea. But, okay. So, the girl, her name's Penny, right? Yeah. She is, she just wants her flower basket back. Finn and Jake are trying to get it to happen and then she tells them what needs to happen in order for them to get uh, a resolution. Yeah, they have to get into this tower by climbing up the side of the tower and going in through the window. And there's a force field around the tower and the only people who can get in through the force field uh, have to have not stolen anything. So it's very well protected. <laughs> And Jake somehow falls under a spell of the city and he has stolen a pair of boots. So he can't get in. So he didn't fall under a spell of the city. (laughs) He is saying that because as you find out later on, Jake just has this element of criminality. Well, he seemed to be like genuinely like unknowing that he stole the boots. No, he wanted the boots and then he stole the boots. And then um, Penny says that she can't go into the tower because she's just a little girl. Yeah, so Finn goes in the tower. He gets this chest with, I don't know what the chest was supposed to have in it, but it's inside of the guy's skeleton's rib cage. Mm -hmm. So he gets the chest out. He gets back down. And it's full of treasure. And then Penny... It announces that she's grifted both of them. This is her treasure now. And she takes it and runs away. And Finn can't return the treasure because now that he's stolen it, he can't get back through the force field. He was warned. Yep. Good intentions, Finn. But he can't just leave it alone at that point. He um, wants to purify the city. 
Yeah, so he steals some soap from a horse. And they they wash Penny, and everything gets all clean, and they're all clean. And Penny's like, wow, thanks, Finn, you cured me. And then she leaves, and it pans out she's taken all of his clothes. So all of his efforts were for naught. Yeah, can't fix everything, Finn. So I did appreciate this storyline because I feel like we had this kind of un, un, well, I mean, the whole thing is unrealistic. I'll just grant the premise, though, like, in this universe, things just worked out too cleanly for Finn every time. And now this time, he walks away from the situation with no way to win. Yeah. So there's, it's, there's just an unwinnable conflict, and he has to live with that now. And I find that, that to failure be, is inside of him. I find that to be a bit more compelling um, for storytelling than the constant, like, Finn saves the day, Finn saves the day. He did it again. Oh, gosh. Oh, so, yeah, this, this is where the show uh, starts to hit its stride and its tone. Uh, it's still a bit of a ramp up. But you start to see more failures and less clean resolutions. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated it for that. Um, I don't think I like loved this episode. It wasn't particularly amusing to me um, or anything like that. But I did appreciate kind of the the pattern breaking that it did. Mm-hmm. And then what was the next episode we watched? Um, the Witch's Garden. That's right. And this one... That one was weird. It was weird. So the witch felt very familiar to me for some reason. I don't know why, but she just was either styled or voiced somehow in a way that was recognizable to me. Is it because she had, like, her hair was drooped over one eye, so she looked sort of like the poison apple witch in the Lady and the Dwarf movie? You mean Snow White? Yeah. Whoa. How did, what? How did you not know the title of that? I knew the title. Oh. Okay. Maybe, maybe that was why. I'm not sure. Um, this, this plot is a little more straightforward, I think, in that um, Finn and Jake break into this garden. Jake, again, I thought unknowingly, but I guess that's a part of his pattern. He eats one of the donuts that's growing on one of her donut bushes. Um, and the witch punishes him by taking away his magic powers and giving him a little man body. And he has to, yeah. he refuses to apologize. So he's stuck with uh, the consequences of his theft. And they're trying to solve it a different way, which is to go find the mud he rolled in, which made him magical, I guess. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's as much as Jake understands of how he became a magic dog. So in the process of trying to find this mud, um, Finn gets, like, abducted by this, like, river mermaid bird lady. And Mm -hmm. Jake has to save him. And ultimately, he has to apologize in order to do so. He apologizes after, like, really trying not to. And dancing with his subconscious. And that's kind of weird. Um, and then as there, as he has his magical powers returned to him, he rescinds his apology to the witch on the way out of the garden. 
and he saves Finn. Yeah, that's that's Jake. He saves Finn, and it's over. Mm-hmm. I don't love body horror, and I felt like this is where they they emphasize that a little bit, just with his like his strange little man body and his playing with his man boobs. Yeah, that was really kind of unsettling. I did think it was funny when he was, you know, like flopping his man boobs back and forth. And he said, so what gives? I used to have eight more of these. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I guess this episode gave us a bit more insight into Jake's character. Um, in that he is stubborn. Um, and I feel like lazy is probably a good attribute as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he finds out how difficult it is to run with just like a regular non-magic, non-stretchy body. Mm-hmm. And he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Finn has to carry him. He can't run like an energetic little boy like Finn. He doesn't want to cross the river of garbage. Finn has to go like build a catapult for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have too much to say about this one overall yeah i uh, mean either it's um it's one of those sort of you, you don't see that witch again you don't see that mermaid again so far the series is not over but i i haven't seen them again and yeah i guess it just highlights that jake is kind of lazy and a criminal and unapologetic well okay I guess I should have paid a little bit more attention between the two episodes about his uh, propensity to steal. Yeah. To steal, to grift. You'll find out all about it. I, um, I'm still concerned question, questioning um, why the witch is growing plants that have food on them at all and why they have to be donuts and cupcakes. Why would you not do that? I don't even understand that question. But she plants like this bush of cupcakes that look a little bit like roses. And she like talks shit to them as she's doing it. So I don't even think she likes what she's doing. It sounds like something you would do actually. What? Like grow some cupcakes and then be mad. I'm mad when things don't turn out well, but she's obviously succeeding. So, like, why is she except for the except for the donut that turned out to be a bagel, and that made her mad? And how does that even happen? I feel like that would be a completely different genus or whatever. I don't know, and it didn't really come up again. So i I would let that one go, except. I mean, it is, they are like adjacent to a kingdom made out of candy. Sure. So real talk, you might know this. I'm not sure. Do you think that the people who are creating this show are just like high when they're coming up with plots? I don't think so. Uh, I know like D&D factors into it. Mm -hmm. You'll see a lot of references to like just dungeons existing as places to go play in and like kill bad guys and find find booty Mm -hmm. i don't know it just seems so like without reason that it it, 
a certain influence on the imagination might have been at play. I, as a teetotaler, I don't think you need substances to inspire this kind of a, a show. Maybe. <laughs> I did this week at work in a fit of a little bit of tiredness, um, wondered aloud to Lisa, like, what if um, we continue to grow taller, not wider, but taller, like for the rest of our lives? And <laughs> but we started out as normal babies. And on the whiteboard, I drew uh like slender man but like twice as tall holding it was just a stick figure but holding a normal sized baby so it's just very tall stick figure holding like a little baby chelsea and i thought that was a fish he was holding no that's a that was intended to be a baby oh it looks like a fish i gave him a hula hoop oh i saw that i saw that was you okay Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so yeah sometimes if you're just tired you come up with um ideas that don't really have any grounding in logic, but they make you laugh. So maybe that's what they do with the show. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Why we not? had a dumb idea and followed through on it. Yeah. Now we're making these, I don't know, kind of boring episodes. But you said that you enjoy this, doing it at least. I do. But I don't know how people enjoy listening to it. I, I don't either. I re- I don't, but people are. People are listening. Yeah. Emily is listening. So um, I guess this might be a good time to let people know that we have a Twitter. And if they want to see any differences in what we're doing, that would be a good way to reach out to us. Um, yeah, that would. We're very open to suggestions. And we are also open to uh, guest speakers. Yes. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but it is a thought I had. Our one Twitter friend, Broccoli, mm-hmm. uh, that person, whoever they may be, and I really feel like I should know who this person is. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But they do um, like design RPG games for fun. And since there's so much tie into D&D, we could wait for like a D&D reference heavy episode. Maybe see if Broccoli wants to come on and give some commentary. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but uh, to get in touch with us, the best thing to do would be to contact us on Twitter. Um, and our handle is at sextimepod. And um, I'm on there a lot. I don't tweet a lot on there um, because I pretty much only tweet when we have an episode out. Uh, but I'm trying. I, like, I put out a poll this week. Of, um, well, I guess by the time you hear it, it'll be like two weeks ago. Of which sex in the city character are you? I think the choices were like Carrie, Miranda, what's her name, and so and so. And what's her name won. So I voted for so and so. Well, I didn't vote at all. So, but we had like 10 people vote on that poll. So that means that people other than you got involved. Yeah, I am surprised. Uh, we do know that Emily, who is real, made a Twitter just to follow this podcast so if you interact with us on there we do not have the sort of volume of listeners that makes it um, prohibitive to actually reply to every single thing that gets tweeted at us other podcasts have to turn off their notifications we we don't and if you want a shout out um we could probably just give you a shout out whoever you are yeah just let us know we literally have no barrier to entry at this point yeah we could give shout outs to your pets Mm -hmm. to 
your babies to architectural things you like. I'll make it one better. I don't have as much going on in my life. So if you want me to write a custom poem and I'll read it on the podcast, I will. That's an idea I just came up with and I think it's great. I think it is great. So everybody should at sign us. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? At us? Should just tweet us. Don't at me. Well, at us. Yeah, at me. What? I don't know how to be young. I just, I don't know how Snapchat works, and I've refused to learn how Snapchat works, and I think that's the moment I became old. Well, after seeing that art film thing where, you know, a bunch of 19-year-olds had some very art. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't miss being young. I remember doing a lot of art in high school and then early in college. And then the amount of intensity I felt about my, my projects and the amount of passion I had and the amount of seriousness, like everything that we saw that was like laughably over serious, those kids genuinely felt like that was speaking some truth to power or had some like deep message. So I totally like remember what it is to be that young and I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are going to just never want to touch this again when you're 30. You're going to see this and just be so mad at yourselves. <laughs> so mad. But, you know, oh, I guess I, I applaud, like, somebody actually taking cameras and sitting at a computer and actually doing stuff. Oh, yes. This is an important part of the process of, like, developing into the kind of artist or creator that you want to be. But much like we don't want to listen to these podcasts ourselves, I don't think they're going to want to look at their own art later. Probably. No. Except the movie that I was in. Yeah. That was the best one. Well, I mean, obviously. So, I think that about wraps up what we um, have to say today. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, Any announcements or questions you want to pose to people or whatever? Um, Well, I would add that overall, the three episodes that we watched this week are honestly sort of lame. The next one that we'll watch, I think it's the next one or the one after that. I know it's for this week's watching homework is, uh, excuse me, it's called What is Life? And I actually watched it ahead of time because I was like, I don't remember this one very well. I don't recognize this title card. Uh, And I had not seen it in so long. It was so thoroughly enjoyable to have the show really start to hit its stride and get some some funny one-liners in. And a character is introduced that does become a recurring character and is very enjoyable. So uh, this I all the episodes this week were really a little blah. Mm-hmm. But I think next week is going to be more fun. As always... This has just been us talking for so long. I don't know how anybody finds it enjoyable, but if you've if you've held out for this long, it, it can only get better. We hope. It can only get better. Yeah, it can't get worse, right? Can't get worse. Yeah. What would that even look like? I don't know. Never mind. It could happen, but let's not talk about it. No. Okay. Well, um let's Let's both enjoy this beautiful spring day and try not to think about what we're missing because we're both on Whole30 and um, we'll catch some Pokemon and um, it'll be really great. I just spilled coffee on my palm. Yeah, that sounds about right.
Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You? My my body hurts. I have mentioned this self-defense class many times, and a lot of it is uh, theory and lecture and whatever, but yesterday was ground grappling, and I'm just so sore all over. I'm missing some skin on my elbow. And I'm sore from planting vegetables on Friday. <laughs> oh, the lives we lead. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, until next time, thank you so much for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, you can go straight to hell. All right. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Bye.